Welcome to Belief Over Doubt's Weekday Word. I'm your host for the show, Robert Polk. And for those who are new to the channel, um, first and foremost, welcome. Um, Secondly, the Weekday Word is just a quick appetizer to help fuel you through the rest of the week. During this time, we will work to increase your knowledge of of a specific topic. We will answer a question. We may do a prayer circle. No matter what we work on, we will, on this channel, during this segment, um, focus on Bible basics. Today I want to talk about the telephone game. That's right, the telephone game. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you remember playing this or how many have ever played, but for those who have not, let me explain it to you real quick. The most common way that the game was played, pre-COVID of course, um, was to line people up or just sit a bunch of people next to each other. The first person would whisper a specific message into the ear of the person next to them. And then that person would take that message and try to pass it down to the person next to them. And then the person next to them, um, they just all work to interpret what they heard and pass that same message down, um, down the line. If you've ever played this game, you know that by the third or fourth person, it, it fails, right? Um, then by the 6th or 7th, it just starts getting weird. And by the 10th and after that, it has nothing to do with the, the original message. Now, let's up the ante a little bit. Imagine this game being played as, um, as an escape room challenge. My early advice to you would be to pack a lunch, right? Um, but for real, you should just go in knowing that you are probably going to be frustrated with the with your friends that are trapped in the room with you because this game is, is rarely successful. So you know you're going to be in there for a long time. When I was researching this, the, the game, I, I read, as people relay a message from one person to another, the message often gets distorted, sometimes so much so that the intent of the original message is completely lost. What is left is an inaccurate statement that could actually do harm to the reputation of the person or business that's being talked about. During a team building exercise, this can be embarrassing at the least. It, 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 it could ruin relationships. It could even cost someone their career. But it becomes deceitful, misleading, disingenuous, and, and in my opinion or in the, in the opinion of the Bible, it's just straight up wrong when you play this game with scripture. To be clear, I'm talking about people misquoting scripture. This is dangerous, but it's done every day and for multiple reasons. The Bible tries to prepare us for this. Let's visit 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, where Paul says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Uh, They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's myths. (laughs) Uh, Tell me that you don't see this every day. I've heard people misquoting scriptures to fit their agenda for most of my life. I hear people using it to to justify their actions, to condemn other people. It's been been used to validate slavery and and to draw support from the unknowing masses because 
it sounds close enough to scripture. Now, this runs counter to God's desire for us when it comes to communicating his word and, and his direction for us. Um, Paul warns us again about being tricked by an inaccurate gospel. Uh, and I love that he warns us against anyone, uh, himself included, uh, warns us against anyone sharing inaccurate gospel. Um, because nothing is more important than the pure gospel. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 8, he says, I am astonished that, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and that you're turned into a dis different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and, and trying to pervert you uh, of the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven shall preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Now you know that on this show, we continue to work to apply Bible basics to real life situations. So here are a couple quick tips to help you um, when you come across false doctrine or, or as I call it, partial passages or selective scripture. Number one, um, study the Bible. <laughs> you should ensure that you have enough knowledge of what the Word of God really says that you are not easily misled. If you, Because if you don't have proper knowledge to stand on, it's very easy to be misled. Number two, um, try to understand the full context of the passage that you're studying. It's a lot like when you see various news channels and they pull one line out of a half an hour interview to make it sound as if someone believes or, or supports something they don't. Um, it's much more important when we're talking about the Bible because it can make God sound as if he supports a specific message, um, which may or may not be accurate. Um, last, I would advise you to read various translations. As you... Um, as you read various translations, you can get a better understanding of God's message in terms and languages that you currently understand. Um, the flip side of that is, I have to challenge you though, as your studies mature, so should your ability to understand different and, and more historic translations. Um, before I wrap up, I, I want to visit the book of Revelation. <laughs> so even in that... Uh, the book is about a single revelation given to John. It's not multiple revelations. Um, in the targeted passage here, we find God like really going in. The enemy has been defeated. Eden is restored. And, and we find Jesus explaining who he is for anybody who still don't know. I'm going to pull some highlights from Revelation chapter 22 verses 12 through 21, which is literally like the end of the Bible. We hear God saying, look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they've done. He reminds us of his positioning. I am the alpha and omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He identifies himself as I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches.
he tells us through lineage, I am the root and the offspring of David. And lastly, he tells us here in verses 18 through 22, he says, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add that person the play add to that person the plagues described in the scroll and, and and if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy god will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city um which are described in this scroll that that's because god wants to keep his words pure do not add to them Unless you want to be added to the plagues, do not take away from them unless you want to be taken away, unless you want to be taken away from any share in the tree of life in the holy city. Um, don't fall victim to false teaching because you failed to study. And please, please don't be the one going around whispering incorrect statements in people's ears. That's my time. I thank you for tuning in. And I thank you in advance for keeping God's word pure. Don't forget on the way out to like, subscribe, or leave a comment. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please send them to beliefoverdoubts at gmail.com. Be blessed and be safe.